0: How are you, anyway?
1: Good, I think.
0: (laughs) Big question. (laughs) I'm alright, I'm too warm. England's very warm at the moment. We're having, like, a a massive heat wave, so it's kind of ruining being as hairy as I am. Because... Uh, Cool. We'll we'll crack on then, if that's cool. Um, And I'll do the same as I usually do, where I'll let you introduce yourself, because I struggle to introduce people. Um, (laughs) So who are you, and what do you do? To be very formal.
1: It's Crash Reynolds, and I make zines.
0: You do. That's a good answer. That's a solid answer. For anybody who doesn't know who's listening, I'm Graham, and and i do this podcast yeah if you don't know by now though i, I would be scared that if someone was watching this podcast and didn't know that i was the guy who did these podcasts that would be you know a hundred and something episodes in i'd be like who's this guy why is he coming on here? what's he doing
1: well what if they have the i forget what it's called like para, where you have face blindness maybe they wouldn't know That's true. That could be true
0: i do look very could read different. the title never
1: mind they never mind
0: could. yeah <laughs> I, I did kind of wonder because I was like I started thinking to myself, oh, I could introduce you um, Obviously, I know you through like Instagram, Twitter, Reddit As Crash Reynolds And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know if you referred to yourself as Crash Because I was like, didn't know if that was like your online moniker And you keep yourself private and blah, 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 blah. Uh, um, so, Yeah,
1: yeah was, a little bit of that um, People in my real life also call me Crash not always, but I just it's one of those things where it's like it had been my nickname for a while because of um just like my online like gamer IDs okay um, and yeah. it's one of those things where it's like if you apply for a job, they can easily look you up, yeah online and see the stupid shit that you say and so they can't because until they meet me and already know that i'm a fucked up person they they can't just search for me
0: i don't feel like anyone should go into a job interview thinking they're like not a fucked up person like i feel like if you're gonna sit someone down for a job interview you should sit down and then you sit there and go i wonder how fucked up you are like come and like you take your fucked up level and you just compare it that's
1: that's actually um, why, like, one of the main reasons why I agreed to work at the job I'm currently at. The uh, I went to the job interview, and mm. oh, some of the shit my boss said during the interview was like, "Yes, these are my people."
0: <laughs> I've had a couple of friends like that who went for interviews, and I asked them how it went, and they said, "Well, we spent an hour talking about films and D and D for a while," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay." He's like, yeah, I just want to work there now. And I was like, do you want to work there? Or do you just want to be friends with the guy who interviewed you? <laughs> it's just, you've made friends at an interview. Do you actually want that job? I'm not entirely sure. Not entirely sure. Um, cool. So, I mean, I guess the, the my, my general question um, of wanting to get you on the podcast. You know, I wanted to reach out across the seas and try and get different opinions, different folk. And I was trying to think how, how I knew of your work. Reddit. And it was, wasn't it? It was we we like randomly messaged on Reddit.
1: Yeah, it was because um, after I made my very first zine, I did not know where to go to look for people that also made them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, "Well, Reddit has a subreddit for everything. I should look there." And then I posted the image of my zine. Some people asked me to trade. Um, I think it was only like one or two people asked me. And then a bunch of people said they would, but then like never responded to the message.
0: Yeah, that happens on Reddit quite a bit.
1: And then I like kept scrolling through all the zine posts until I saw like other people asking for trades. And I think that's how I came up with... asked you I was like oh I saw you posted this like a year ago do you still trade that Um, yeah you and another guy named Chris Mitchell who does Mm -hmm. like I think he's only done three scenes that I know of um, but I found both of you on there
0: I find reddit is like a really interesting place for zines because you you get a completely different audience, or I do at least, to yeah. what you get at like zine fairs,
1: zine fairs or Instagram, even.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I think even kind of like a brief search of zine, you get a very different um, kind of opinion and view, and the types of zines which are made as well. Mm-hmm. I find incredibly interesting of what you get off Reddit compared to other places. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's telling of like the subject matters.
1: Um. I think it might be part of like a demographic mm-hmm. type thing as well, because a lot of the people on Instagram, they're already there because they're like artists or they're not always, but they're usually younger. And then mm-hmm. Reddit is like a slightly different group of people. So it's usually more like a have noticed like informational zines or like photography zines, or it's like the very first zine yeah. someone's made thing, or it's like a collaborative work but like different from what you see on instagram i agree with you there
0: i feel like reddit to me i don't know personally to me like i know when i go to zine fairs there is a lot of a lot of diy um and a lot of per zine at zine fairs mm-hmm. and i think like that's great and people getting out of their opinions and stuff like that but i think with reddit you get
1: less the, per zines.
0: yeah it's, it embodies a bit more of the diy side it's mm-hmm. it's not the expressive side it's the oh no i want to i want to do a subject rather than maybe anything else i mean i think i've got about three library zines about uh, by a librarian oh. i don't remember who made them um but it's mm-hmm. it's like confessions of a librarian and it goes into like
1: uh something lois love something, something lois from australia
0: yes it is from australia yeah and mm-hmm. it's, it's like those kinds of things i find those bits fascinating well, all the bits of paper
1: that she finds in the school library books. That she, it like be. it's like, I, yeah, I actually have that somewhere.
0: <laughs> I just
1: organized all these awkward boxes right there. I,
0: had I mean, your rooms are great. Also, advertised for Amazon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's free boxes. I don't want to spend yeah. thirty dollars for one of those stupid baskets to fit in those. Why would you? I oh. have boxes. Yeah, right. Free boxes. I just have Free boxes. It's like when um, you see a
0: wooden crate. It's like free wood, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I organized it by Alpha, but, Um, here? She
1: also does one called Soaky. Soaky. Yeah, it's about, like, crying. Like, being okay with crying in public.
0: That's so weird. You can hear me clearly, even though you're not at your desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. Graham. Please bring us zines. <laughs> i don't even know where my zine bag is uh, don't know. See, you have a well-organized system i literally have uh-huh. a tote bag full of zines that's <laughs>
1: just it though
0: we're living different lives
1: like, the moment you asked me to do this i was just like okay first things first i need to dye my hair clean my room and uh organize my zines.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: you I
0: really something. I don't even know. where I'm kind of concerned. I don't know where my bag of zines is. It's probably downstairs. Probably. How does elf? Hiding away, <laughs> tucked away in the, the, the vast realm of zines. My my room up here is just full of um, full of my zines, essentially of the null point ones, which I curate. Um, so it's just full of staples and black and white copies of zines fluttering about. Probably stop
1: doing this. I'm like, I know it's in here somewhere, but no longer can find it. I don't know. I probably could be it fine. In a Different letter. It be
0: fine. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's strange to kind of see the different demographics which come from it. And I mean, like, so you said, you mentioned like you did your first scene and you went on Reddit I was like, mm. I'll post this on Reddit. What made you make a zine? Like, how did you find zine? Um, out of curiosity yeah.
1: so in junior high, I actually failed my uh like grade seven poetry unit, okay, which is weird for anyone who sees my like Instagram from like before I started making zines or anything because mostly I started posting poetry but I failed that and then one summer I was never interested in poetry because uh there's so many rules it's yeah. like make it rhyme a b a b or a b c d c d e a b or all this stupid stuff and and that's what I thought writing was and, But then I read a book during my summer vacation called Hard Love by Ellen Whitlinger, I believe it was. And um, in it, the main character actually makes scenes. So I found out about it. I think it was the summer between grade eight and nine. Okay. I, been.
0: I was gonna say you might have to do transversion of that because I don't have those grade boundaries of how yeah. old you might have been. <laughs>
1: um like I probably would have been twelve or thirteen, probably twelve. Okay. Um, so I was really young. But I had read it and the main character wrote poetry and uh he put that poetry into zines. It was just like a perzine he posted and i always thought that was cool and like the moment i put the book down i was like i can write and not have rules yeah and so i just started writing poetry after that and then throughout that year i kept writing poetry and at the end of the year i put it all together into a zine and i it was at like the very end of that school year so my first year of high school. Yeah. I had a bunch of printed copies that I'd like left in the library for people to take. And like, I knew about zines, but I never did anything else besides that until two year two and a half years ago now, yeah. I think. And um, I was doing a bunch of poetry on Instagram and someone invited me to submit to like a zine compilation that they were doing. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, right. scenes. I forgot about those. Those are a thing. (laughs) Uh, And so I did that. And then for like months and months, I was like, I want to make a zine. I want to make something that I can express myself with, but also have like something that could help others. Okay. Cause ever since I started writing, Poetry I was always like I wish I could publish the Poetry so it could help like One other person Who's going through a similar thing As me know that they're not alone
0: Yeah That's interesting I mean that, that's that's really Like I, I I came into zines quite Late in life Essentially like I, I So I only knew about zines uh, From The song by Harvey Danger which is the flagpole a song. And he says, I want to make zines and against machines. And that was the only reference I'd ever heard to zine. And
1: you're like,
0: what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm a teenager. Let's go skateboard. um well, I, don't, I don't even think I was a teenager at that point. I might have been like 12. I don't know how old that song is. um But um yeah, I kind of didn't know anything about it. And then I didn't do anything with it or around it because I hadn't heard of it. And then my friend Mel who's melody clark on instagram she introduced me to zine fairs and kind of said "Oh, i'm going to do the zine fair and had and a look and then i looked into it and i was like actually i do know what all these things are because i've been involved with like punk scenes and counterculture and bits like that i know what these are i just didn't realize anyone had actually labeled them i just mm-hmm. always assumed these were just oh they're just like pamphlets they're just you know they're mini comic books that's all people are making um So when I get set out to make my first one, I was like, well, essentially, I I don't really want to express myself. Mm. I want other people to express because expression was never something which I found hard. So I was like, well, if I can just convince other people to express, then I'll be great. You know, I I can go off and and do whatever. And it was only this year as well that I made my first Perzine. And that Mm. was terrifying. Like. I'd yeah. spent so long putting other people's work out there. I was like, oh, this one's actually got my name on it. And I don't really know if I'm comfortable with that yet.
1: Yeah, because it's like it's stuff that you wouldn't mind sharing with like someone that you're close friends with and like a mm. conversation. But like if you go up to someone that you know like like a someone you work with but aren't like super close with, and like the idea of handing them that zine, it's like, this is too personal. Yeah. <laughs> you like I don't know them well enough to tell them any of this. That's
0: why I'm so impressed. Like when you go to a zine fair and people are kind of handing out or selling per zines, I mean, you're giving away like a really, a really personal part of your life and they're going to mm. have a different view of you based on what you hand them because they, they don't have a chance to learn the rest of you, so to speak. Mm. So you're giving them this very specific part and saying, Oh, this is, this is part of me. You're like, Oh, so this is part of you. This is, this is what you do um so i think it's quite strange i think i usually with if I, if I do buy a person i tend to buy like a couple or like a few so i can get more of a view of that person than what i'm gonna get in one single issue <laughs> yeah. i don't know i think i do find it quite strange um see so, i mean do you go to many zine fair events is that something which you have a lot of in your
1: own no not usually there's might be like one or two a year yeah. um but not many. Like the Broken Pencil, they usually do canzine every year, but this year, they didn't stop in my city, but the year before they did.
0: Mm. I went to say the, I was going to say Toronto was not the Ottawa one last year. I mm. to squeeze my yeah, way. Cause you,
1: <laughs> yeah, because you, uh, you submitted to it the awards, and then you I had did. a table giving out the free zines.
0: I did. And I'm not saying that I planned my holiday around doing that, but I may have planned my holiday around that.
1: (laughs) I wanted to plan a holiday around that. And by plan a holiday around that, have that be my holiday. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, my view of it was I wanted to go to Canada anyway. And I was like, okay, well, me being me and not really ever being able to stop working on anything. I was like, well, if I go on holiday, surely I have to be productive whilst I'm on holiday. What's a way to be productive whilst on holiday? I should just go give my zines to people, and then give them to Broken Pencil. Get my fifty-fifty review, which is lowered. Strange being reviewed as well.
1: That's, yes.
0: Oh. I, I I had a I had a cheeky Google review before because you know you, you got to research your guests a little bit, mm-hmm. and I noticed that you have quite a few kind of different people reviewing your zines or have mm-hmm. reviewed your zines in the past. Um, and I was kind of wondering, like, how you feel about that, like, getting reviewed.
1: Um, I think reviews for zines are really weird because you can either just, like, as a review, you're, it'll either be, like, a s- short summary of what the zine is and be like, oh, I really like this. Hmm. Or if you, like, pick it apart, it's like you're really picking that apart. Or yeah. like
0: I don't know. I think it's strange like to I mean both of us kind of go into Zine as like an expressive format to take something which is so essentially um raw mm-hmm. and then put it in like a critical <laughs> breakdown of oh so here's how the writing is in this and here's how the like the wordplay is in this and so mm-hmm. this it in a way it kind of fascinates me to the point where I'm like I should make a zine about zine reviews.
1: Yes.
0: Because (laughs) it is it's one of those things that you see so often, you're like, this is strange. You're approaching it like it's a novel and you can't you can't consume it in the same way.
1: Yeah. There was one review um done of mine. I won't say who it was by, but it really bothered me. Um when I first read it. It actually made me really upset because I felt like they completely missed the the point and they also included a quote but the quote was misquoted and i was like but the word that they put in wrong like completely changed the meaning of what i had been saying So it's just like like you missed the point you did it wrong and i was just like heartbroken but then like i looked up other reviews that that person had also written i was just like oh like this is actually a good review from them
0: right okay
1: because i was like ooh compared. Like compared to compared to some of the other things he said like he actually put thought behind what he wanted to say okay i'm saying he i don't I mean, know i'm pretty sure but i don't i don't remember I'm just Best
0: online reviews i i know yeah i've kind of null no points have been reviewed i want to say fall times in its tenure, um, and I always find that fascinating as well, because it's 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 in a way like I don't think it's different to other zines, but it does mm-hmm. approach it in a different way because we try to remove the ownership essentially, um, yeah. and it's sort of fun watching people try to try to figure out how to review it essentially. I don't know. Like, I think with
1: movies and books you usually can critique the way it's done mm-hmm. like the style the the skill experience like that's all there but with zines usually people review what it made them think or feel which says yeah. nothing about the creator and all about you
0: yeah i think that's a fair way of looking at it like i do think it's yeah I, I don't I don't know. Like I mean so when you you've obviously got quite a large zine collection. Or judging from the box behind you, you have quite <laughs> quite a large zine collection. Um what do you go for? Like what's your what's your go to zine?
1: Um
0: if, you're, if you get chance. Because I only tend to buy them at zine fairs as well. Like I don't tend to mm-hmm. buy or order them unless it's like a trade online. I don't go out of my way to get zines.
1: I've gotten a few comic or art zines but usually those tend to be like way more expensive because it's Mm -hmm. like an artist who's trying to make a living off that it's like yes I would love to give you $20 for this like zine but like I also don't have the money to spend $20 on every zine. Yeah. Um, But usually I guess it'd be like per zines or mental health related or Just, like, random bits. Some of them, I don't, I haven't done it in a while because I've been trying to not spend money, but I'd go to, pretty much through, like, all the zines that, like, were reasonably priced and Mm -hmm. didn't have, like, $17 shipping uh, to Canada because usually if, if it's, like, someone in the U.S., they just let Etsy calculate the shipping and then it comes up with, like, a parcel pricing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, um, that's part of my problem we're trying to get anything from you guys over there it's just like yeah. oh a lot of this is i don't know you won't that's like 20 pound on top of it like but it's like a5 paper <laughs> how are you sending yeah. this with like 20 pounds
1: but it yeah it's because they um especially if it's like someone who hasn't sold that much they probably have only sold in the u.s and usually when i see that i'm like hey by the way you can actually send this as letter mail usually it costs about this um and usually they just thank me there's one guy who told me i was wrong and then i sent him a screenshot of the information of like well because he told me he sent it in like a specific size of envelope i'm like well your little zine that's this big doesn't need to be in an envelope this size so you if you put it (laughs) in a smaller envelope you can actually save ten dollars on shipping
0: save your money on envelopes as well (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: um yeah besides the one person everyone else was like oh thanks i didn't even know and that's Because Etsy just has the parcel pricing, not letter
0: mail. I do Um, I found found it quite interesting seeing how people price zines differently.
1: Yeah.
0: Especially I mean, especially kind of UK to Canada when Mm. I came over for Broken Pencil. I was surprised. Like I if I go to a UK UK zine fair, regardless of size, usually I can come away with like maybe five or six zines and spend less than like twenty dollars. Like Mm. I could come over with five or six. And when I went to broken pencil, every single one I saw was was,
1: five to 10 bucks,
0: five to 10 bucks. And I was like, this is, this is strange in a way.
1: It's really weird because one of the things is um, I've noticed is a lot of people will have it professionally printed and folded and turned into a booklet. And so that puts the cost up to like three to like $6 for them to just have it printed. Yeah because they want like a specific color or they just don't have a printer at home. And they thought that'd be easier. Um, and because zines aren't as popular here as in the UK, there's not as many like printing services that do allow for that. So the ones that do are just so expensive. Um, yeah, I've even looked into it too, and it's crazy expensive. And like, that's the main reason I think. Oh, that's um, interesting.
0: I've yeah. Been- it's just, I, I find that kind of cool, like, say kind of cool. That's a weird choice of words. Right? Um, interesting. I find it interesting, intriguing. There's, a, there's better words. There's more words here somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. English. I can work around words. Um, I've, I have find it interesting now that a lot of people do get their zines printed, assembled, collated. Professionally. Professionally. When right? the origin of it was a photocopier and a stapler. Yeah. I I, don't, I almost like, cause I even have that conflict. Like I have, so null point is printed, mm. I assemble it myself, but it is, it is printed. I go to a printer because I produce so many issues of it and yeah. I'm like, it just removes the thing. It doesn't cost me much. I know the printers. So it's like cut rate price. Um, and I almost feel like a charlatan at some zine fairs because I'm like, well mine, I, I didn't hand print mine. You know, I didn't print it at home. I haven't got like a laser printer. Well,
1: But the thing is, initially, that's what people did. Not everyone just had a computer and printer at home. They would go to a photocopier and, like, put a piece of paper down. As it was printing, like, drag the paper to give it, like, cool, wonky effects. Like, if anything, that's more like what people initially did with zines.
0: I like the idea of it being kind of like the antithesis of, like, a handmade zine i'm producing this mass dis- mass produced disposable item which happens to be full of all this personal work i was <laughs> like yeah you know we're, we're putting a lot of effort and work into this so yes but i could produce it like we produce i don't know toilets just on a production line guys <laughs> and we'll throw them into the world <laughs> I, I don't know if that adds adds value to people's work whether it's like handmade and hand cut and whether it's, it's like not
1: photography zine i kind of understand wanting um to have it professionally done because printing it at home on like just like an inkjet or even laser jet printer versus like having it actually put into a book form like you there's details that get missed and colors get changed and they understand that and i understand like some artists wanting to do that too but if if your zine ends up being like 15 or more dollars that's just a book at that point it's no longer yeah. you know like i'm sure like not to exclude them like you can still call it a zine you can still be a part of the community it's just it doesn't feel like the same base idea yeah i guess
0: once you've kind of put that extra price onto it it's because it's, I think then as well, you, you're getting into that stage of where it's no longer accessible, yes, to the community, None.
1: yes, because not everyone. There's one that I've seen, um, that I really, really am interested in, but it's like $30. And I'm like, but $30 plus the shipping of an actual physical book is yeah. like, I don't have $40 to buy this, like, that's not something that's like anti mainstream or like easy for to spread the information to everyone it's like you probably have ten copies of this and no one's buying it because no one has that money
0: yeah no to, one's picking it up I mean I, I, that's kind of just mentioning that like the with it being kind of like an act essentially like an accessible medium because that's how I think of zine or I tend to think of zine is mm-hmm. it's just another medium so it, it it adds the context in the medium that you've done it essentially so the same as like doing a painting or anything like that you're just choosing a different way to express yourself um, and with it being essentially oh, it started as a very accessible art form because you can just go home and you can just make one if you price yourself out you kind of Completely losing that I guess,
1: yeah. yeah it's I've been like I, having to like look at my expenses and then like look at what I'm selling things for, I constantly have to keep adjusting things, and it's like the weirdest thing to put a monetary value on your thoughts and feelings, yeah, and like to decide what would someone be willing to pay for your thoughts and feelings.
0: You, do you ever get anyone buy it and then instantly afterwards sit thinking, why were you willing to spend? This? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Some oh, like there's been a few people who've bought like my whole collection of zines. Okay. Um, and I have like over fifty five, I think, currently. And then they'll add in like you can either just get the zines or you can also get like like stickers and art prints and like extra bits that I have on the side. Yeah. But it's over a hundred Canadian dollars. So I don't, I don't that uh, is is Yeah. So, um, but whenever they do that, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, Someone looked at this and was like, yes. Are they crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but like just extremely relatable
0: at that point. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm so thankful for all the people who do Order things, but then mm. when it gets past like a twenty dollar order, I'm just like, oh my god! Like it bewilders me that someone thought my thoughts or feelings were worth that price take.
0: Yeah, I have to stop myself, kind of convincing people not to buy my work. That's it's like a real, like an honest to god problem. So it's like I'll make something and then show people it, and then they'll be like, oh yeah, I really want one. I'm like, are you sure? Like.
1: Yeah, do you I get really that don't... I put it
0: online for sale, and that was a big jump. But are you really? Do you? Why do you want this at the same? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you sure you feel this uh, Yeah. Are you sure?
1: Do you want to have a week to think about this?
0: Yeah. I think that's in a way like I when I was in Olfart, I kind of removed that so I couldn't convince myself because it's free. You know, mm-hmm. you can't turn down free. the amount mm-hmm. I have to convince people to take a free item is quite high. That's that's this. I end up with a, a bit of a patter whenever I do a stand. Uh, oh, breaking things, um, and I kind of like I end up going, "Yeah, no, it's free. Don't worry. You know, there's no hidden charges. No, no cost expense here. You, you can just take one, and then you have to convince people because they get so scared that something I think might it's happen." Also,
1: if they're at like a zine fair, they also are like, they know that you paid money to have it made like some form of money for the paper or the ink or the staples and you put time into folding them um and so i think it's more like they're scared of not showing their appreciation
0: right i could see that at the same time i see a disposable object yeah which is the problem it's like a napkin with words on it <laughs> At least that's how I try to think about
1: it. <laughs> I don't think it would clean off food from your face very well.
0: It might. I don't know. No, try. Maybe that's the next challenge. Make one which you can clean food.
1: <laughs> it doesn't absorb well, so it'd more spread it.
0: I could print it on like tissue paper though. No, you, no don't it's do like that. I could take napkin. You you can get printed napkins. Subway has loads of them. I could get printed napkin
1: but I, I thought we were talking about not doing that <laughs> <laughs> we just spent like 20 minutes talking about not doing that what are you talking about
0: some part of me really like so when i made so the person i made made recently i say i, I have to really catch myself because i saw it written before i saw it pronounced zine and i say zine because that's okay. how it reads um and i kept it's getting told off from
1: magazine. It.
0: I know it's, it, it's got an E on the end so the i gets pronounced um, so when I made the, the per uh, per zine I kind of I I set out to make the polar opposite of my previous zine hmm. so points is fairly mass produced I see it as disposable it's anonymous blah blah blah, blah. so when I made my, my per I kind of got into it and went okay so I'm going to hand type this I'm going to hand assemble it It's going to be limited to a certain amount of issues. And I really kind of locked down these parts, which made it super pretentious, Mm. Um, which, you know, I found quite fun. But it really made me now want to make like a corporate zine because part of me just, there's an edge of me which likes trolling communities (laughs) of different parts of communities. And I do it with the art scene as well and poetry and everything like that. But I'm just like, Mm. what if we had like a really corporate zine? branded sponsored has adverts
1: i've also thought about doing that but like because i don't know if you have them there but here we have like different communities have like a newsletter that they mail out and the inside of it when yeah it's i keep i've been keeping them uh (laughs) so i could like find cut and paste stuff from it um and like during uh like the first month of covid being a thing it was like uh to whoever started planting trees in the little park you're not allowed to do that you can't just plant trees wherever you want you have to like register them with the city so they know that they have to take care of those trees and and it's funny because i kept i kept passing by that street and being like why are there so many holes here (laughs) because someone planted trees and then someone else came and dug them all up
0: I love the fact that the trees have to be like regulation but I also love that that's now a form of vandalism (laughs) is planting a tree
1: someone was at home during quarantine and they were just like you know what let's just plant some trees let's just like make this a prettier neighborhood and someone's like how dare you you need to regulate those
0: (laughs) I once I read a great thing which was, it was, so you, um do you know The Purge?
1: Yeah, um, like I haven't watched like them, but the I promi- know. The premise oh,
0: like, yeah. of it, yeah. Um And it was basically just like, imagine being in The Purge, but you don't want to actually break the law for nefarious means. Mm. So instead you want to start like an allotment without a permit. And you want to go paint a wall, a color which you weren't allowed to paint a wall, or mm. maybe start a community group. And it was just this long list of different things people were unable to do because they couldn't get the paperwork or couldn't afford it. or <laughs> another. was like, you just have this whole like weird artisanal community pop up of one night of the purge while the other half of the country is killing themselves.
1: <laughs> yes. I don't quite know. I um, also have random thoughts like that. So it's like, I... I've had this thought for a long time, like I don't know how to get the information out to the people who need to know, but essentially where I live, Mm -hmm. if you put graffiti on a business's building, that business will get a letter from the city of Calgary saying that they have to paint over it and take care of it. Otherwise they'll get fined. Okay. Because we have like a vandalism bylaw of some sort, like if you have graffiti on your building or your property, you'll get a notice like, Hey, you have to take care of this. If you don't, you'll get fine because we're trying to not have graffiti everywhere. Okay. And I wish there is some way to let the people know who keep doing that, that it's like, you're not doing anything for anyone putting your graffiti here. If you want to put it to the man, put it on like government owned property, mm, not like yeah. a small business owner's property. Because that small business owner just has to go and get, like, a bucket of paint and spend a weekend painting their, like, the side of their building. Whereas, like, if it's just, like, a bus stop or whatever, it's, like, that's the government and, like, taxpayers, dollars. But, like, it's not a specific person who has to pay
0: for it you're not harming like an individual you're harming like a municipality you're painting a weirdly dystopian picture of calgary where you can't play paint trees you're not allowed to graffiti things
1: (laughs) but it's just like i really want to make like a hey here's where you should put graffiti if you want to have graffiti oh that's, that's how to graffiti scene I mean that's kind like, of stick it to the man actually.
0: Yeah, Plan. I mean that that's kind of come out like recently. I mean obviously there's been all the um like, the Black Lives Matter protests and mm. like obviously the increase in protesting is quite high. Um mm. and I kept seeing like these they were kind of like tongue-in-cheek posts of how mm-hmm. to protest. <laughs> and it was here's how to protest effectively or here's how to do this and it was like, oh, it'd be a real shame if people started making their protest board out of like pieces of plywood, which can also be used as shields. Mm. It would be a real shame if you did this and it cut off the power to this area so the police couldn't contact each other. And it was this Mm really long list of like slightly anarchistic... Like,
1: Yeah, it's not specifically saying it, Yeah, but it definitely is implying it.
0: It's not encouraging that you go out and do this, but it's Mm -hmm. saying if you're going to go out and do this, you can do it effectively if you did it this way.
1: Well, it's not even saying that. It's saying it's too bad... That no one's doing it this way because really you shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it raises. I mean, I'd, I'd love a scene like that. I'd buy a scene like that, like a little. It'd be almost like a, um, oh, what's the? What is that book? There's a book in my mind, and I can't. I watched the whole documentary, and I should know <laughs> the name of this. Oh, so you have got the like the anarchist cookbook. I've
1: never looked through it But I've seen
0: it no, I mean, Don't order a copy you end up on a list um,
1: well, It seems Pointless to order
0: something like To which spend you money on an online. Anarchy yeah. well, You know you got all those revolutionary t-shirts don't you which, uh,
1: But that's what you want to do with the napkins You want to have a corporate Anarchy Like, Don't <laughs> stick it to the man But buy <laughs> this highly produced <laughs> book Buy well, this book yeah. but Buy no, this like. napkin <laughs>
0: I like the idea of like local anarchy zine, which is just kind of weirdly helpful, uh, but also not helpful in any way shape. it's like you wouldn't end up on like a, an FBI list or something like that? You just end up on the local council's annoyance list. <laughs> it's like, have you met this person? No. What are they doing? They're telling people where to graffiti. Like, you know, they're telling well, them where they can plant be telling trees them without where people not knowing. to graffiti.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's where I want to yeah. do. Yes. All of the places oh, are accessible. I actually saved, because uh, the the thing was online, mm-hmm. uh, on their online newsletter, and I saved it. The headline was, please don't plant trees on city property without city permission. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just makes me really, it's like, I don't know, it just makes me want to go plant like random herb gardens and just see what happens. Given that
1: we recently had a local community member plant some trees in the green space on such-and-such Ave, on the dog park, and on the boulevard, the city has provided the following key point. Trees and shrubs are regulated under the street bylaw, under section 68 of 6. No owner or occupant of private property adjacent to a street shall plant any trees, plants, or shrubbery of any nature on the boulevard without first obtaining a line assessment, an evacuation permit from the director of roads.
0: That is so on, on top of it, though. Like, how long were they there before someone noticed? There's been, like, an overturned shopping cart three streets away and nobody's moved it. You can put a tree down. It's like...
1: like, it goes on to explain why, and I understood it, because, like, if you just take it from a certain area mm. and you don't technically put it in, like, isolation first, you could bring... um new, like, bugs or whatever to that environment that isn't there and that like, can mess with the ecosystem. Whatever. Of, yeah. yeah. Like, I understand it, but it's just, <laughs> what? It's
0: a weird way to go about it. Like, it's,
1: Well, it's just great because for a whole month, I kept seeing these holes, and I was like, why the hell are there holes there? And then I see the newsletter, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is the most awesome thing i've ever read in <laughs> anything this someone printed this out and sent it to everyone
0: i love the fact that someone had to write that like someone had to sit down and go there's rules on this right guys like,
1: oh, the I've best part trees. is is that someone was like i want to make my neighborhood look pretty while i'm stuck at home yes. and then a different person was like i'm reporting this <laughs> get these trees out of here
0: such a conflict of, yeah, I'm gonna make things nice. It's like, no, fuck trees and fuck everything to do with them. <laughs> How dare you put that there? It's I it's it's I don't know, like I feel like that comes into rolling back to zines. I feel like that's the thing which gets in zines as well. Like mm. you you end up meeting people who think there are rules for making mm. a zine or rules on doing that. I mean we've kind of we kind of touched towards it when we were saying like you can't charge too much for it,
1: like you can. Well, and yeah, you can still call it a zine, but like it, it becomes just like a different subgenre.
0: Yeah, it's like it's not main... not like a general zeitgeist zine, which is just like out into the world. um What were you drinking, by the way?
1: Uh, grapefruit beer.
0: Grapefruit. Beer. Mm. I
1: yeah, I thought it was
0: saki at first. Like it's only really like a really thin ball. Mm. Mm.
1: It's a, a it's Stiegel Rattler brand and i just like the taste of theirs the best i think it's like a light an extra light belgian beer it says 50% mm. beer and 50% juice
0: 50% beer and juice
1: That's- yeah it's only 2.5% alcohol i just like the That's taste I don't really yeah i don't really like the taste of beer
0: i think the closest beer. i've had to that is like when you get i think it's in the uk it's called black velvet and mm. um, where you mix cider and blackcurrant juice yeah no. And that's, that's yeah, that's strange. But yeah, back to fun point. Um, you saying, like, I always find it strange when you kind of meet people as well who, like, I've met people who told me what you can and cannot make zines about.
1: And that's, I've never done that. Anytime I go to explain zines to someone, I'm like, you could just have a fucking, like, elastic band with words on it, and if you call that a zine, it's a zine.
0: I oh could make that zine. Make that zine. <laughs>
1: Like get one of those like huge elastic thick bands yeah. for like file folders and just put a little. You thing put on them it.
0: into a ball and then you let people just peel off one at a time, and then they take it away with them, and you instantly made a, a new trend.
1: What about half like partially paper mache but like not fully, so you could peel things off? Mm. Interesting.
0: I know a friend of mine, Sue's made a. She made one out of um, oh, what is it? You know, like baking clay. So it's like a cl- it's like a clay zine.
1: Oh yeah, I've, I've seen some a few yeah. people do that. That's like, cool.
0: That's, that's we- it's like we- I kind of make again. It kind of makes me want to make like a like a zine which would last forever out of like rubber, and just rubber like, doesn't last forever. But just something which would is something which would ruin the ocean essentially, like the mm. complete anti like you know you make a lot of zines which are about environment of it's Like Strauss. yes, but mine is toxic. <laughs> Straps. <laughs> Yes. Mine is toxic. Just like, it's, it's toxic, guys. Just It kills <laughs> turtles. Um, the, the
1: amount of people who have made zines protesting that, like, please save the planet and the animals, and you're like, no, toxic. <laughs> Put it in a turtle's nose.
0: It comes in like a little baggie and like a little warning label on it. And you have to wear gloves to handle it, otherwise you get sick.
1: I actually wanted to, like, I've had a zine I probably had like three zines on my back burner for a long time. Like one that I'm like slowly working on and by slowly, I mean like I do like a page or two and then like put it down never touch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them, I have like all the information written down. I just need to like put it into a zine form okay. and it's about toxic shame. Okay. Just like what it means, how it comes about and like how it affects you. And I've always wanted to put it in like a biohazard bag, that has like a little pocket on the outside, so you can like put like a like an insert of like information on it too. Yeah. And like, I wanted to get like hardcore like biohazard labels, but it's just like I don't, I don't have this much money <laughs> for like something that no one's gonna buy. But I don't want to just make it myself because I want one of those like yeah. actual official ones where it's just like, this is like nylon tag. Like, whoa.
0: One of those ones, like when you seal it, you could never reopen without damaging it. And like though, as soon as you said that, all I could think of was like, if you took like old bean cans and then made little, like little barrels, you could fill them with little like toxic zines and then put like nuclear logos on the side do
1: they actually have to be toxic or can we just pretend they're toxic and share them with people
0: i mean if i was making them it'd probably just hurt you um (laughs)
1: because you could always just get the your napkin zines like roll them up and put them in like a slightly dirty can so like when they pull it out it actually has like moldy food stains on it but like it won't actually harm them but they could consume the zine and then just toss it you could You're make welcome. like
0: you could make a living zine. Apparently, you could, you could put it in like a little barrel with like an algae substance. So then, when you pull it out, it's slightly deteriorated, and then but it would continue to grow because of the algae. I feel like these are the kind of zines I can't transport country to country, yes. <laughs> which does present a problem, um, but not a huge problem.
1: <laughs> it's reminding me of uh, the first zine fair I went to. Um, the person that I was like sharing a table with him and his brother were like super fun people. And like, I'm so glad that they were like my table mates. Um, and like, anytime something happens in Calgary, they always like, let me know about it just in case. But, uh, they were telling me how there is a garbage subscription box that they had heard about. And I was like, who would pay money for that? But he's like, well... I guess if it was a cool piece of garbage and like i remember i was like oh my god and i saved that and i put it in a zine so it'd be forever quoted because even without context it's just like well this is a cool piece of garbage
0: yeah i'm one of those people like i hear a ridiculous idea like that and then two seconds later i realize that i'm the kind of person who would probably buy that (laughs) And I don't know if I hate myself a little bit for it or where I'm like, no, I'm kind of proud. I recognized that I would probably pay for that. I know myself that way.
1: There, I actually kind of have one that's sort of like that, but it's not quite as garbagey as we're currently okay. talking about. You've got like a oh,
0: weird no. level of surreal. I can see you in your mirror. <laughs> <You're-> um- <laughs>
1: So I have this zine. I've never opened it, but there's like an online version that has like all the words in it printed out. Okay. But it's it looks like a packaging of meat.
0: Okay, okay. And, I like
1: uh, that. It says it's called Contemporary Meat by Sacha Archer. Nice. And like it, it's supposed to be like that kind of thing we're talking about. It's like a disposable thing. Like once I open this, it will no longer be this, you know, like it's the way. How long have you had that? I got it at my, the first zine fair. Um, I went to Canzine. I think it was October
0: 2018.
1: Yes. It was printed in July, 2018. Um, But like the words on here, it says, It repeatedly says Name Redacted in brackets. It's like, Name Redacted lives in southwestern Washington state on the Long Beach Peninsula and co-publishes Name Redacted with Name Redacted. He is the author of Name Redacted. Uh, 900 pages, two volumes from Name Redacted, address redacted, $100 plus shipping and handling. His work has appeared in Name Redacted, Name Redacted, Name Redacted, Name Redacted, Name Redacted. (laughs) And it was just like, it's the most interesting kind of like, I was like, I need to have this in my life. Like, it's a piece of art that if you ever do decide to consume it, it will no longer be what it originally looked like.
0: Yeah. You've altered it by opening it. And yeah. This, you can't go back once you've done that. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> I thought that was so cool. And like, I feel like that's, I'm, I was just reminded of this. when. Yeah. By the way, anyone watching this is from uh, com. Uh, he does publishing of zines in out, Calgary. Yeah. He, uh, he helps like design and like makes them by hand. It's usually pretty cool.
0: That's interesting as well. Like you mentioned, maybe three or four different like male zine makers. And whenever hmm. I go to UK fairs,
1: it's always females.
0: It's always females. Like all it's, like oh, ninety nine percent of female zines. And I always find that incredibly interesting of of the people who go to those events, but then the amount of zines which are also made and never Mm. make it to those events. Um, But again, I think think that's different ways of different demographics.
1: Yeah, like I think there's a lot of people who are male and make zines, but they're just not as prevalent Mm. in the community because a lot of the community, or at least recently it seems, is either like just minorities. So it's like if you're, um, like female or like LGBTQ plus or colored, like that usually gets more so. So if you're just like yeah. a white man, that's just talking about your life with like nothing controversial, like yeah. people don't really.
0: <clears throat> I can understand that. that I think is I think that? it's it's one of those things of. If, if, like, like, say, if I s- tell a story about my life, it's like, well, we've heard this a thousand million times over because that's been most of media forever. Because um, you're just like a random white guy, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's, it's I completely get that it's not um, necessarily for me those kinds of events. Mm-hmm. I do like, I, I love going to those events, and I don't think I've filled out a, an application form for any of them which hasn't had that tagline at the bottom, which is uh, people with disabilities, LGBT. Uh, Etc. will be given priority. And mm. I'm always, always see it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I completely understand that. Um, but it's always interesting to see kind of the minority of. I mean, I've never met kind of like a, a person of color who's male at a zine fair. I've met lots of black women, but I've not met a black man. And I was like, this is interesting. And I've, I don't know if that, again, I don't know if that's the UK. Being what the UK is, um, and the cities which I've been to. But it's it's always interesting to see the different in between. Yeah,
1: I want to say yes, but at the same time, I actually can't see anything in my head, uh, yeah. so I don't remember.
0: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't know. What is, I mean, I, I've, had, I've had the experience of uh, attending a zine fair, and then someone looked me up on Instagram and told me that I shouldn't be making zines that was an incredibly interesting experience. Um, But again, like it comes down to people making rules about what is essentially an art form.
1: Yeah. That's, that's kind of one of the things that like, whenever I come across that, I like, I just go like, and walk away because I have so many things that I want to say, but I don't feel like my voice would be welcomed. um, Because so what if you're a white man you also deserve to be able to have someone listen to you and be able to share your story because just because you're a white man doesn't mean you've never gone through anything horrible yeah it's kind
0: of like i make my toxic zine which hurts people that's the most white man zine i could ever make Toxic. <laughs> the one which harms the environment hurts people
1: <laughs> it's just
0: yeah if I could find a way to take money away from minorities whilst doing it, I'll have oh the code. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that'd be, you know what? They probably did do that. That probably did exist like 200 years ago. Probably. Small publications that harmed the environment and took money away from the people who needed it most. Like, oh my God, yes, yeah. that existed.
0: I mean, that's essentially just propaganda, right?
1: Like Yeah.
0: You just make small propaganda. <laughs> Got to play into my wheelhouse of what what I'm expected to make you see. Yes, yeah. But you recently, uh, you recently made stickers as part of Kickstarter. Was that like the first Kickstarter you've done?
1: Mm, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did it go compared to expectation and whatnot? Like, is I oh, it's such a weird platform. I find Kickstarter. It's like mm-hmm. a, such a mix nowadays. Like When it first started, it was very grassroots, very fun to these projects. And now whenever I go in there, it's just full of like Chinese companies offering me tech I don't need. And board games, which I'm never going to play. And I'm just going to sit in a cupboard. <laughs> I'm like, What do I do? Um,
1: so when I was setting it up, I already knew approximately how much money it would cost. And I think the amount of money that I set for the goal on the Kickstarter was like only 20% of that because I was like, I don't think anyone's going to fund this. But like a small amount of funding would help me get like a little bit of it versus like put it because it's all or nothing. So if I put a higher goal and it doesn't get reached, then whatever, like I wouldn't get anything, nothing would happen of it. But if I got like a small portion, then at least that was something. Um, I actually did significantly better than I even thought. Like I I didn't even think I would get, I think my goal was like 150 and I didn't even think that I would get that.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good to see. Like, I think, like, I mean, I sometimes um, not forget but I'm aware that I like I so I like essentially fund my art habit is the way I put Mm. it is like a lot of people spend money on like a lot of drinks or they go like do whatever and I'm like no I I spend like 50 quid a month on random art projects which don't make me any money like Mm. that's what I do um so it's always kind of cool to see little little projects kind of like pop up on kickstarter and be like yeah we're funding some stickers get some stickers and I thought they were cool cool little thing how many countries did you manage to hit, like, with that? Because it, it, I feel like watching your kind of, like, social stuff, you have quite a few different people in different places who are interested in your work.
1: I don't remember. I know there's some Canada, some US, Australia, and the UK. But I feel like there's another person that was, like... outside of that but i don't remember i really I like just made it too
0: I, I really want to get into like japanese zines
1: yes and like but it's so awkward to be like yeah hey five o'clock zines can you just go to the zine store and buy me a pile and i'll pay you for them and just mail them to me please because i don't understand any of these websites what are they saying
0: it's like, it's right out there. It's right on the edge. And you're like, this is so unaccessible to me. I'd have and to like, learn a language to be able but to...
1: sometimes even- they make them in English.
0: Oh, That's what fiber Club Jeans G- G- should do. Is you should just have a store of Japanese.
1: <laughs> well, because you know how there's like... Like a personal shopper, but of Japanese jeans.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Because like, it's like, I want... Uh, $15 of art zines and yep. uh, $10 of prose zines. Here's some money. I'll pay for shipping. You go pick them out.
0: That's such a crazy <laughs> idea. Just It would work hey, so well.
1: Craig, here's an idea <laughs> for you.
0: If you're watching this, Yeah. go. go. Yeah. But two, two people who would definitely spend money on <laughs> getting Japanese scenes over to their countries. It's so I,
1: inaccessible.
0: It is. I feel like that's a lot of countries that like, cause I, I, I mean, I knew zines were a thing. <clears throat> I knew they were big cause in the, like the eighties in the UK cause of the music scenes mm. and stuff like that. And like, I knew the U S made it big. <clears throat> I was and kind Australia. of surprised like Canada had the zine scene. It did.
1: Yeah. I didn't think it did. Um, I'd say it's mainly in Vancouver or Toronto. Hmm. There's not much elsewhere besides that. Like, I'm pretty sure in those two cities, there are actual, like, stores
0: that have lots of zines. And then in Calgary, there's a little pocket where they're just making zines in Calgary.
1: Well, there's, like, a... What's the word? A consignment, like, bookstore where you can also drop off zines. Um, And I know, like, one of the comic book stores has like zines too but it's mainly like comic book zines but you can still drop them off on consignment it's pretty cool
0: i get a lot so of. it's like
1: a thing but not really big
0: yeah i kind of i get a lot of hits when i look on like the analytics of websites um from france as well mm-hmm. and there's like and it's kind of i know france has like a long history of small comics and, like really small comic magazines um and it makes again. It just makes me really want to explore other countries' zines and to find out what they call it and if they like if they're aware of zines as a, a kind of like a, a medium or whether it's like something completely different. Because um, especially that, like going back to Japan, like I know they got into a lot of what was the punk culture hmm. and the DIY stuff, but because of the the formality of Japan also is very hidden and i'm like that's kind of it's still kind of edgy down there whereas here it's just like we make scenes
1: they actually have like a few stores there there's at least one in tokyo i believe where it's like the whole store is just zines yeah. it's like a whole store of zines craig go there and buy the
0: stuff <laughs> maybe i should get him on the podcast next we could do like have a whole... you heard
1: of um what is it like small volcano distro
0: I think it is small volcano distro. I have not.
1: It's a, I think it's that. It's it's either that or sticky. I don't know. There's one of the distros in Australia. You just pay them like twenty dollars, and they put all those like free zines in a bag, and like they ship you whatever it costs for like twenty dollars of shipping.
0: That's interesting that's dangerous some, as well
1: like yeah there's so many people who do those like weekly um just like like updating their life kind of scenes
0: like diary scenes
1: yeah but it's like a free one that they just print out and like that's give out and yeah. like have you heard of you
0: no uh-huh. i don't know me <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> Sorry, I can't avoid a pun. That's <laughs> right there. Okay, right, this is, I think yeah, it's just a, a whole untapped world of zine.
1: Sometimes way. when I'm on Etsy and like I come across someone who's had zero sales, yeah, I feel, and if if they don't have like the twenty dollars shipping, I'm like, I'll just buy a copy. Yeah, It's like, regardless of what the topic is, like, I haven't done it in a while, but it's just like, it's it's a way to get them into the community because sometimes if they haven't had a sale, it's because they don't have anyone in the community that they know.
0: Yeah, I find that quite a lot of people reaching out saying... They don't know, like they can't, like they can't attend a zine event or oh, they can't do this, that and the other, which is in a way why I found it so interesting that we kind of got in touch via Reddit, which is like we, both of us just looked at went, okay, we need a way to <clears throat> spread this. What's the most accessible forum I have mm. Reddit. Um And then when people come to me and they ask like, what, what should I do with them once I've made them? And it's like, well, either give them to your friends or different art groups, or just put them online, (laughs) get them out there, offer trades, and people will be all over it. Um, But it'd be interesting, I think, to see, especially, I mean, I think during, obviously, countries going through lockdown, I'm dreading the amount of media which comes down of lockdown zines and isolation zines. I'm like, yes, I understand we all went through this thing, but at the same time, there are other subjects, but I do feel like there's an about to be an abundance of zine things. Yeah. It could kind of push a little bit. Um, and, uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with it. Do you have um, plans for upcoming zines?
1: Yeah.
0: You don't have to tell me about
1: <laughs> I've been slowly, very, very slowly working on sometimes human issue before, for for yeah. like a year and a half or something. Um, I just I don't know so, a lot of the time I convince myself that uh, no one cares what I have to say which like anyone who knows me they always go like oh that's not true mm-hmm. but regardless of if it's true or not my brain's still whispering it and so then I'm like do I even have to say this like no one's going to read this What's the point but that isn't really initially why I started making zines it's just I like to make zines to because otherwise I won't express myself otherwise
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and my whole point was even if no one likes it if it helps one person who's going through something similar yeah that's it's kind of what you were saying in the one thing, that like art is a form of manipulation that like the moment you try and create something, you like think about how to create it for someone else. But it's like, if you're expressing yourself, how is that you expressing yourself? Yeah.
0: It's hard to find a pure way of expressing yourself because everything's slightly, slightly changed. I think that's why I liked about kind of getting into your zines was because you look at yourself so closely and then you still still actually go through with it in the end it's kind of you read so much of it and you're like i don't i, I kind of think you're more like a,
1: how did she yeah, say this
0: I, well i kind of got to the end of it. i was like the fact that you got to the end of it and you produced it like that's 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 what makes it interesting, and that's what's so good about it. Because you're like, yeah, you know, you've gone through all this thought process, and essentially, you've you've given us the thought process which it took to get through it, which is fantastic. As you say, you know, getting into making zines for helping people—that's a great way of doing it. Just express yourself.
1: The craziest thing is, is like almost everything I make, I hate, and I don't think it's good, but I still release it anyways. Mm
0: And then everyone
1: else is like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, is it?
0: I think that's a valuable thing as an artist. I think think if you lose that, you lose the ability to make good art Mm. because you get into such a mindset of, well, you know, I'm going to release it, people are going to like it, therefore it's good, and you start to base it on other things, then you detract from the catharsis you got from actually making the art in the first place.
1: Yeah, like the one thing that I've created that I'm actually like, oh my god, I really like this. I've actually it's not for sale. I initially was going to have it for sale, but I'm like, no, no, no. this is mine and now it's just on my wall. <laughs> nice. No one will ever be able to have it. It's fucking mine. Uh okay. I created something I liked and it is not for sale. I did mass produce it though, but the original is not for sale. Okay. It's like my uh the art print. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, that one. Yep.
1: This one is a slightly... Faded background. Well, it's spray paint. Mm -hmm. Well, this one's like an edited version, though, because I took just like a camera photo of the actual painting. Yeah. And uh, the lighting was weird.
0: Trying to photograph paintings. (laughs) 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 Okay.
1: That's that's BTS. Um, It's on my wall. You can kind of see it there. Yeah, I can see it. A lot of things. Like, you no know, walls all of that, you know. are <laughs> like, Oh my god, why are there dolls?
0: I was why like, this, a, this is this action man. Just chilling out. <laughs> no, I think that's a I think that's a valuable kind of lesson slash insight to write on this album. Whilst you can correct your camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think zines are they're one of those things which I think you can do anything with and i think that's that's the message i try to give people when they make them or get into them is that you can do anything with them and try not to set rules for them (laughs) and just yeah get them out there as much as possible because it might it might be about the actual process of making it rather than actually producing it
1: yeah i've tried explaining zines to a few different people that like have created art and i remember one of them was like Oh no, I would. I can never do that. I'm not a good artist. But it's like you don't have to be a good artist. Yeah. You don't. Even if you're a bad artist, you can still draw. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the best. The whole zine is just about expressing yourself, and it doesn't even matter if you fucking like it or not. If you put it out in the world, that's something.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think that's a good point to end on. What do you think? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. bad for an hour, that was it. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming. And well, I say coming, you you like millions of miles around the country, millions. like that Holy direction. Shit. Depends which way around you go, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I'd have to leave that way.
0: Yeah, That's you don't fair. have to go direct route. You can. You know,
1: like... uh, uh, oh. Oh. oh no, I can't see where I am. And it feels like it's different. I spent so much time having my camera be in a specific place, and now I'm like, this isn't. And then you
0: moved it to show us the wall, and then it went. Well, But no, thank you for thank you coming and thank you for chatting chatting to me. It's been lovely to talk to you all. Uh, Boy, yeah, I think we'll call that there. Thank you, Crash. Magic. I will stop recording, and that will be.